From the studios of the Private Client Network in Midtown Manhattan, welcome to Luxury on Location. This dynamic new podcast features conversations with luxury realtor Kevin Snedden, founder of the Private Client Network at Compass, and his Private Client Network partners. In this, our eighth episode, Kevin will be speaking with Aaron Kruger, our Private Client Network partner in Nashville. Aaron dominates the market in Nashville, and here's why. With over 15 years of experience in the Nashville real estate market, Erin brings wide-ranging knowledge and expertise to her clients. Erin's corporate marketing and advertising background has been instrumental in positioning her as a leader within the Middle Tennessee real estate arena. Erin has been consistently honored with numerous top sales awards. In fact, Erin's team is currently ranked number three in the country and number one in Tennessee for the most homes sold. And in case anyone's counting, Erin and her team sold over $177 million in Nashville luxury real estate in 2021. What we admire most about Erin is her passion, her professionalism, and her overall leadership ability. We are so fortunate to have Erin in our private client network and are delighted to have her as our guest on Luxury on Location. Erin Kruger, welcome to Luxury on Location. I appreciate you having me, Kevin. Our pleasure. As you know, you're one of my favorite people in the world, not only in the private client network, but in the world. And Nashville's one of my favorite places to visit and spend time. So I'm very excited for this episode of Luxury on Location. So let's get into it by you taking us through your background. How'd you get to Nashville? How'd you get into real estate? Well, I am one of those northerners that came down to Nashville and just fell in love with the city. And gosh, this was 20 years ago. So Nashville was not the Nashville that we have today. I saw the vision, right, of what the city was going to be. And I was down here for a conference. I worked in advertising and marketing and just really fell in love with the city. I love the fact that it was a mid-sized, smaller mid-sized city compared to where I was from, which was right outside of Philadelphia. And easily navigatable, like throughout the city. You know, you can be out to rolling hills, black four-board fence, within 15 minutes of the city. We've got great lakes. I mean, there's just so much in Nashville. And it was just one of those cities that just really spoke to me. Not to mention the lack of snow was very appealing being a Northern gal. So I went home, told my boss, you have me for six more months, but I'm moving to Nashville. And I did. Wow. That's a bold move, but good for you. It was the best decision. So how'd you get into real estate once you hit Nashville? Yeah. So I worked obviously in marketing advertising first for an advertising firm where I did luxury. My specialty was luxury footwear and jewelry. And then I was recruited from there to be a licensing and marketing manager for a children's toy company. So I did a lot of negotiations with Marvel, Disney, Nickelodeon, things like that. And one day my boss asked me to do something that I did not think that was on the up and up. He wanted me to plagiarize a commercial and ethics and all that goes with that is just everything to me. And I really believe that at the end of the day, all you have is your name. And I said, no, we're not going to do that. I'll write a better commercial. He says, no, he was coming from a place of fear. You're going to do this. I'll give you your bonus. Absolutely not. And I basically said, you're going to have my resignation by the end of the day. So 
walked down the hall. As I was walking down the hall back to my office, he yelled down to me, what are you going to do? I turned around and I said, I'm going to go into real estate. And he chuckled a little bit. So that was all I needed to go headfirst into real estate and not look back. And, you know, obviously today, one of the top brokers, not only in Tennessee, but in the country. That's really an amazing story and good for you for sticking up for yourself and maintaining your integrity. And sometimes in life, especially in your career, there are these pivotal moments that sort of push you to make a decision and pivot in your career and actually switch industries. And this seemed to be that moment and good for you because look what you've built since you've gotten into real estate. Well, thank you. I always say, bet against me. It'll be a big mistake because I'm an old farm girl. So I just kind of down here in this, you know, when I moved here 20 years ago, it was the good old boy network, if you will. It was very different. I am a female from the North. I say what I think and I don't apologize for it. And I think that that has also led to a lot of the success that we've had here just because they don't know what to do with me. I work with a lot of developers and investors and they just know that I don't even move forward at 100%. It's 110%. And I'm not only going to meet the expectations, but I'm going to exceed them. And I won't take on something that I feel that I can't knock out of the park. So that's why the company that I've built and the team that we have here in Nashville has so many different divisions. We not only do development, we work with investors all over the country that are looking to invest in Nashville, but also our luxury market here is growing by leaps and bounds. And then our typical buyers and sellers that we've had, gosh, over the last 16 years. I think it speaks to the fact of just how entrepreneurial you are. And I don't think people give realtors enough credit. We originate business out of thin air and we don't draw salaries we have to close deals in order to earn an income, and we carry large expenses and run teams, etc. But you have to be a true entrepreneur to really reach the top of the food chain, if you will, in this industry, which you've done. I also left a corporate career in marketing and advertising as well, and because I had a thirst to be an entrepreneur, and it, it drives me today. I think I work harder today than I did when I was in a corporate job. Oh, absolutely. And I think the beautiful thing about real estate is that no day is the same. You're meeting different people from all over the country, all over the world. Needs are different. Transactions are different. And it's just very exciting. And as entrepreneurs, we don't like things the same way. We get bored with that. And real estate is just such a natural fit because one day you're on a construction site, the next day you're in a luxury home, the following day you're out on hundreds of acres, you know, so it's just, it's so great to be able to have all those different components in your career. And I'm truly blessed. Agreed. I feel the same, feel the same. I tell my team every day is different, you know, and here I am hosting a podcast, right? Three months ago, I wasn't even thinking about hosting a podcast, but in our business, we force ourselves to put ourselves in uncomfortable Situations sometimes try new experiences. We're always testing what works, what doesn't work, et cetera. So you have to always be sharpening your tools. Absolutely. So let's move into the Nashville market. Can you take our listeners through the Nashville real estate market? Absolutely. Ever since the pandemic had started and we had shelter in place for about 30 days, we were deemed essential. 
And from that moment on, we saw an influx from all over the country of people wanting to live in Nashville. You know, at first, it was the wide open spaces. I think people that were in cities, they were looking for more space and things like that. And that was appealing. As it's gone on, we are pivoting where we see a lot of families relocating from California, Chicago, New York, New Jersey, just for granted a different way of life, but also the tax savings because there is not state income tax here in Tennessee. And a lot of people are working remote now, so they get to choose where they want to be. And for all intents and purposes, in comparisons to those markets, Nashville on surface level seemed very, very affordable. And things have changed dramatically over the last two years with some parts of our city and in Middle Tennessee increasing almost 35%. Wow. Yeah. It's not surprising to me because I live in New York area. And when a New Yorker goes anywhere outside of New York, the real estate just seems less expensive, right? It is less expensive. It seems cheap. And even New York City folks to move up to a wealthy town like Greenwich on a cost per foot basis, it's inexpensive to them. So they're going to drive prices north. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're preconditioned already because I know even our California clients, they were already doing pass-fail inspections. They know that the list price is kind of the starting price. They're familiar with pass-fail inspections. Most of them are cash or dropping the appraisal contingency. So from that point of view, it's been very interesting to see how our locals have reacted in our market because they are definitely being squeezed. And you're right. Still in the midst of a surge in terms of transaction volume, as well as the average sale price increasing. Absolutely. I mean, this is something where we have no inventory right now. We have less than two weeks inventory. This week, well, today, I actually put on five listings. All of them will probably be off the market by Monday. So property will go on, it will go off. It is very tough right now to find properties, but I do think that you know that's where it comes down to being a very, very savvy agent in the market. Yesterday, I made a phone call to a client of mine just to see like what their make their move price is because I looked at what they bought the home for three years ago, and it's doubled in their neighborhood. In three years? In three years. Wow. That speaks yes. volumes. It really, really does. And I mean, that's like the thing about it. It has dramatically changed to the point where now, as I said a couple years ago, people would come here and be like, wow, Nashville is super reasonable, right? You can, it's cheap, like how you had mentioned before in comparison to where they're from. Now it's like, okay, it's still affordable. I can do it, but we're definitely paying a premium on some things. But that's just because of our supply. Our supply is down between resales and new construction, and we just cannot keep up with the demand. We have over 110 people moving to Nashville a day and companies every single day that are relocating their businesses here. So what about even the rental market? Can people even find something to rent if there's nothing to buy? Great question. It's been a struggle. The luxury apartment are there, right? So you will have be able to do the luxury apartments and rent those. Extremely expensive. Rent has gone up 21% in Nashville over the last year. 
However, if you would like to have a single family home with a yard, because say you have two dogs and children, it is extremely tough to find that to the point where the rental amount being asked for a luxury home, if you will, is so high, it doesn't even make sense to go ahead and do the rental. It makes sense to go ahead and purchase something and just wait. So for instance, on the private client network, we have a referral partner down in Fort Lauderdale, Josh, he referred me an amazing client. I ended up getting them under contract on a $4 million build here in Franklin on five acres, beautiful modern farmhouse with incredible views. And we were looking for a rental about $10,000 a month. And we could not find anything. It was so hard. I was calling clients saying, because I knew that for the summer that they would leave to even see if they would rent even for a short period of time. But then we started talking. And what if I found them something that was maybe a million dollars? It's only a temporary home. They could keep it as a rental. So we wanted to look at restrictions and make sure that was a possibility. Or if the market continued to climb up, we could sell it. And that's what we did. I found them an off-market property. I think we closed at $980,000. And they closed last May. We gave the seller free rent back until July. They moved in. We had vendors over there to completely renovate the house in like two weeks before the kids came in. And we are going to be relisting that home this summer right now at 1.6. So they put about $100,000 into it and paid $980. We're going to list it for $1.6. Not too shabby. That's a great story. Not only did you solve for their housing needs, but you created a smart investment play for them in a rising market to accommodate them for a period of time where they'll end up actually making money versus renting some other house. Right. And we looked at keeping it as a rental just because of the need there. But it's all about, you know, we're not really financial advisors, we're the real estate advisors here, but we are looking at dollars and cents and what makes sense for that particular family. And it was a good play for them to go ahead and we'll put it on the market. We'll ask for free occupancy until their home is done and then they'll move on to their new home. That's really good. That's a great story. So good job. Good job there. Thank you. I imagine. Every new listing comes out, and like you said, sells in days. There has to be a bidding war on literally every new listing. So how do you navigate that? Well, in Nashville, we have such an array of price ranges, and my team will sell everything from a townhome that's maybe $300,000 all the way up to, in our market, 12, 15 is kind of tops. You don't see a lot over 10. But we are very well versed in that. And I even had a beautiful modern farmhouse on 20 acres in a very exclusive area of Franklin called Leaper's Fork that I put on the second week in December, which as agents, we kind of cringe, right? The second week of December. And they bought it for 3.5 two years ago, not even two years ago, put a million dollars into it. I came to look at it. I said, there's nothing on the market. This is an amazing renovation. It's worth $6 million. I started looking at the comps a little bit closer, what our supply was. And I said, you know, we need to push it to seven. And he's like, oh, but I trust you, Aaron, whatever you think. And I did our coming soon push, got it out there, had four appointments stacked up the first day. 
And it was the pressure. I mean, people were waiting to get into this gorgeous home listed at $7 million with amazing views and the infinity pool off the back. And the first buyer in with his agent there looked at me and said, what's it going to take for all of these people to go away? (laughs) So we closed three weeks later at 8.2 million, 1.2. You're asking seven. Wow. 1.2 over list, three week close cash. And then I ended up mentioning that there was a 25-acre parcel right behind the property that my sellers also owned. And in a separate transaction, three weeks later, we went under contract for that and closed last week on that land for over $2 million. Incredible. Another smart play. But, you know, that buyer is a smart person, too, because if you find a home that you have to have and you've got the wherewithal and you, you, know, you clear out all the other prospective buyers – with price point when you get what you want. And that's what that buyer did. Absolutely. I think this is a market where if you see something that is truly extraordinary, and this house was, the finish level, the views, it was one of a kind. You can't even build on ridgetops now. The view you could see for almost 15 miles. I mean, it was crazy. You have to make an offer that you have no regrets, that you can walk away and not compare every other house to. I think we've all as agents had that experience with our clients where they compare it to the house that got away. And this particular buyer said, nope, not messing around. This is what I'm willing to give you. So when I remember when I opened up the offer, my eyes about popped out. You know, I was looking at this. I was like, wait, is this, (laughs) I knew it was going to be high. I knew I kind of put the pressure. That's compelling. That's a compelling. It was pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Wow. But again, I think that that was a smart buyer. And that's what we tell our buyers. If you really want to have a house and you've got the wherewithal, offer the most you're willing to pay and understanding that you could lose it, but at least you're putting your best offer on the table. And usually when you get into the higher end, those people will make those strong moves. Absolutely. So where does the luxury market start in Nashville in terms of price point? Well, I would say that luxury is probably starting right now about one, two years ago, we used to say nine fifty. So I would say one, two for something that is at least 4,400 square feet and up. The majority of what we're seeing though, in Williamson and Davidson County, Davidson County is the county for Nashville. Williamson County is the county for Franklin and Brentwood, which are very affluent suburbs of Nashville, just South. And I think that those particular homes in Williamson County are probably going to be closer to the, I would say, probably one five to one six mark of starting of luxury, just in terms of finish level and what expectations are from the buyer's point of view. But it runs the gamut. The great thing about Williamson County is that you can choose to have luxury living on acreage or to be in a gated community. Or it could be a beautiful brownstone in historic downtown Franklin. So it really runs the gamut depending upon what the buyer's needs are. So let's say you're a wealthy family, three kids coming from New York or California, and you want some space, some property, some square footage, and all the requisite amenities. So you want a nice house, striking distance to downtown. What's that going to cost? Well, if it's striking distance to downtown, you're going to stay in Davidson County. I always have a really good and thorough consult with all of my buyers because I really want to find out what is their why, 
right? What is most important? Are schools most important? Is the drive time most important? What do you do in your life where you're going to be a lot of mothers are spending their time driving around? And so we want to make sure that it's time well spent and not wasted because in the South, quality of life matters. In Nashville in particular, there are people that move from one side of Nashville to the other when they get another job on the other side of the town because that extra five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minute drive matters. When I was growing up in Philadelphia, we stayed in our house for 10, 15, 20 years. In Nashville, people move every three years or so. Great for my business. It's just our society. Yeah, I get that. And last time I was in Nashville, what struck me is how vertical the downtown has come. So can you tell us about the condo market? Yeah, absolutely. We have some exciting projects. It's pretty, my office is downtown. It's quite extraordinary to look out of the window and see all the cranes everywhere. We have the Four Seasons that is just finishing up construction. And I sold the penthouse there. So that one will be, and we have a couple other units there, but it is an extraordinary build that's going to be overlooking the city and the rivers and the views. And it's pretty extraordinary. But there are all kinds of different types of vertical plays going on downtown. It is definitely an exciting city. It's changed so much, but we have so many people coming in, not only for relocation that are from more urban markets, but still desire that walkability and to be downtown and they want the amenities. So people are stepping up, developers are stepping up and answering that need with exciting projects. So like I said, the Four Seasons will be opening up. I believe it's going to be in June. Closings are going to be from that point on. And then we've got the Ritz-Carlton residences coming in as well. And those will be our two most flagship luxury condo buildings that we'll have here in Nashville. I imagine young professionals are drawn to this type of product in Nashville. I think so. There are other condos, depending upon what their need is. It just really depends on what kind of amenities they want or what kind of accessibility in the city that they want. Amazon has moved one of their headquarters here. So of the younger professionals there, a lot of them are looking to be more downtown. Those that have families and things like that are looking in Williamson County. And they think nothing of driving 15, 20 minutes into the city. Not a big deal compared to some of the areas that they've relocated in from. So Aaron, why don't you take our listeners through your business? And I'd like to first say, I really admire how you run your team and so do all of the other private client network partners to the point where we've asked you to run a panel discussion on how to build a team and structure it correctly. And so to the benefit of everyone on the team and the benefit of your clients. So maybe you could take our listeners really through the Aaron Kruger team. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I didn't set out to have a team. I was an individual agent, but through referrals and just the necessity, I decided to start a team. And I've been very lucky over the years to have some incredible team members with me that have stayed. I have very little turnover, and I think it has to do with our culture. We have a great culture on our team. It's an all-female team. I have 12 team members. I also have staff. That's a good mixture of staff, back office, and also our buyers and listing team. And really, I kind of break up my business into four divisions, as I mentioned before. So we have development, investors, relocation, and our regular buyers and sellers. And we really cater to just about any need. I want to be that agent that if you buy a luxury home for me, that's fantastic. We're going to have a great time. But when your child wants to buy their first townhome, 
after they graduate from Vanderbilt or wherever, call me. I don't want to be that agent where you think, oh no, she's just as luxury. We're the agent that's going to grow with you and your family. And that's what I think has led to a lot of our success. So whether it's a $300,000 transaction or a $15 million transaction, we treat you the same way with the white glove service. And I've been very fortunate with the ladies that are on the team to really cultivate a great system where we can handle a lot of clients, but we can really press and have that white glove service where they feel that they're our only client. Are teams in Nashville popular in terms of the real estate world? They are. They're very popular. I mean, I get asked a lot, can you do coffee? Can you do lunch? Let's talk about building a team. And it's something where a lot of people are seen as a necessity. But I think that not every successful real estate agent can be a successful team lead. So I have a lot of real conversations with people. And there are a lot of people that are fantastic team leads that aren't great real estate agents. So I mean, it's very hard to say that just because you're a great real estate agent that you're going to be a great team lead. That might not be the case. You might not be able to instill momentum and positivity and keep people excited and passionate about the industry when times get tough because you have to weather the real estate market. If you build a team correctly, you put together people with complementing skill sets. And to your point, there are certain people that are meant to lead a team. And then there are certain people that are meant to play a role on a team. And if everyone really understands that and it's your highest and best use and you play to your strengths, then you have a very well-functioning team where a lot of people quickly build teams in our business, as you know, and, and they become quite dysfunctional. And that energy sort of is absorbed sometimes by the clientele and there's nothing good about that. Absolutely. Let's move into what's like my favorite part of these podcasts in each market that we go to, because each market is unique, the lifestyle in Nashville, and there's a lot to cover. So you are clearly an ambassador for that city. So it would be great to take our listeners through sort of the overall lifestyle in Nashville and sort of the life that you lead. Like what's a perfect day in the life in Nashville for Aaron Kruger? Yeah, well... The great thing is no day is the same, (laughs) except wake up and go to the gym. We are a very active community here. So you're going to see a lot of people running, walking, hiking, canoeing, in the gym, things like that. So that's super important in our area. And then it just really depends on what is best for your family. So we do have big lakes here. So there are some people that gravitate towards lake living. There are others that love the farm life and rolling hills and things like that that might be south, while people that are with the lakes are going to be north of the city. And then there's those who love the urban downtown lifestyle and having the shops and all of the cute little boutiques and restaurants and things like that. We also have a bunch of little, I like to call them little villages all over Nashville. And each one has their own flair to it, just like New York, right? And everybody who's in there is a little bit different of what they want. So for East Nashville across the river can be very eclectic, very artsy. A lot of artists and musicians gravitate there a lot of young professionals and things like that. And so it's just kind of interesting to kind of see the different dynamic all over the city. But one thing is for sure, this is a very dynamic town. We're called Music City, but we're just so much more than that. 
And we're just growing in leaps and bounds. And we have so much to offer so many people between our greenways and parks, outdoor concert venues, incredible restaurants. We are getting more and more James Beard award-winning chefs than ever before. And it's just quite exciting. And there are so many celebrities from all over the country that are relocating here. And then they're also investing in Nashville between restaurants and nightclubs and just different things all over Middle Tennessee. It's really exciting to see where Nashville is headed. Are you seeing any new trends with the influx of New Yorkers and people from California, young tech execs, young professionals? Are you just seeing a different vibe or energy within Nashville based on all the folks who've moved down? You know, I think that's natural just for the growth. We are seeing more and more certain kind of shopping centers, grocery stores, restaurants and things like that that are moving out to what used to be pretty rural areas. Now those are are poised for a lot of growth and now they have the accessibility because they, for instance, there is an area of Franklin that is extremely affluent called Leaper's Fork, very much a state central farms. A lot of celebrities live there and you want to be able to cater to those people that are living there, the people that are relocating in from California that want to live there. And so more and more, you're going to see a Whole Foods being built. You're going to see boutique restaurants and shops popping up all over the place. So more and more, we're catering to that, but that's just part of growth. I think the thing that I am noticing, and we work with so many people that are relocating in, is that they're just so happy to be here. The South, we have Southern hospitality. I'm not from here. I've been here 20 years. I married a Southerner here, but it's just a little bit different. We want to know your story. We look at you and we wave. Sometimes that's a little foreign to some people that are coming here and they're like, wait, why are they waving to me? (laughs) (laughs) Can't do that in Uh, New York. Yeah. And and we just want to get to know you if you're our neighbor or if you're sitting at a restaurant and say you're there checking out the area you might strike up a conversation with the couple right next to you. Then they genuinely care about who you are and what you are. So that's super important. So this is just a different vibe here. And I think that that has been part of that Southern charm of Nashville. And I've always said to people when they're kind of looking at Nashville, they're looking at Austin, they might be looking in Charlotte. And I always say to them, when are you coming to see me? And they say, oh, I'm coming to see you first. I said, great. <laughs> Nine times out of 10, they canceled those flights. <laughs> That's right. You're good at what you do. <laughs> I give a good tour. That's for sure. Yeah, no, the city's amazing. And it's got something for everyone. You can do town or country or both. It's really a special place. It really is. I mean, and especially those that are relocating in, whether you have a huge equestrian background, we've got that available there. I think the only thing that I've heard Nashville doesn't have is the ocean, right? But it's a quick hour flight, six hour drive. Otherwise, we have incredible lakes, as I mentioned. But Nashville just has so much charm and so much to offer. An hour flight is nothing. Agreed. Agreed. So we're going to wrap this up soon, but there's two types of listeners that are listening to this podcast, Aaron. There's realtors and then there are consumers. So in terms of the base of realtors that are listening, what would you say to someone that wants to A, get into real estate and B, get into the luxury end of the market? 
Well, the first thing, if you're wanting to get into real estate, I always say, why do you want to get into real estate? I will tell you that the market's great right now, but you have to be extremely savvy. You might have 20 different buyers, but if you aren't savvy enough to find them a home, you're not going to make any money. And let's be honest, this is we get paid on commissions. That's how we live in real estate. So that's the biggest thing. So I always want to make sure that they're passionate. They really have a love of real estate because those people that have passion, that's what really propels you through highs and lows of real estate. So I think that's first and foremost. As far as luxury is concerned, let's talk about the passion, right? I did not always have a luxury business. I started my business with first-time homebuyers. When I came to Nashville, I didn't know very many people. Remember, I told my boss, you're going to have my resignation. I didn't know very many people in Nashville. And I ended up selling hundreds of homes a year because I was networking, because I was asking for referrals. I was talking to people in the grocery. I mean, like anything that I could do to turn people and convert them, I was doing. But at the end of the day, it's about your passion and your enthusiasm, looking people in the eye and saying, I'm going to find you exactly what you want, putting expectations out there and being clear. But going back to your question about breaking into the luxury market, I think it comes down to proving yourself and letting them know that you're going to work harder than anybody else on that particular listing. I may have had that luxury jewelry and shoe background, but I had no background in luxury real estate when I got my first $5 million listing. But why I was hired and I competed against every single luxury broker in Nashville, the ones that have been around for 25 plus years that don't do any kind of marketing, they just business just comes their way. I competed against all of them. And I knew it because I saw their books when I went to go for the listing appointment. But the reason why they hired me is I looked them in the eye and I said, I do not want to be your listing agent. I want to be your selling agent. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I broke down a strategy that showed them how hard I was going to work for them. And I proved my value. And I let them know when I was going to be communicating feedback with them. Every week, good, bad, or ugly, we were going to be having a wrap-up call of where we are. It didn't matter if the house was selling in a weekend or it took a year and a half. This was the plan. And it was illustrated. And I was passionate about their listing. And I was excited about their listing. And I got the listing. And I think you need to prove yourself. You need to be passionate in all things that you do. And if you are you're going to, con- like, people are going to gravitate towards you and you're going to get so many opportunities and thereby you're going to close deals and be successful. Yeah, I tell people, plan the work, work the plan. You know, you, you got it. You have to have a plan and, and people that don't just sort of slide around in our industry. So that's a tremendous answer. So what would you tell consumers? There's probably people listening that are thinking about making a move to Nashville. What would you tell them about Nashville? Call me. Come down to Nashville and check it out. Let me give you that grand tour and see if it's for you. Home is a feeling. You know it. I don't, it's not a sales thing for me. This is about making sure it's a right fit for you and your family and exploring the communities because they are so diverse, right? You can explore the lakes, you can explore the country life, you can explore the urban life, the greenways, everything that we have to offer. And if it sings to you, then we have a place to start. But if it doesn't, I'm glad to meet you and tell all your friends and family about it if they decide to relocate to Nashville. But I think it starts with that search and that tour. 
Agreed. So people listening, just call Erin Kruger down in Nashville with Compass, part of the private client network, and she will help you find your dream home in Nashville. So Erin, thank you so much for your time today. It was a great conversation. You know, I'm an admirer of yours. You run a phenomenal business, and I was so happy to have you on Luxury on Location. Thank you, Kevin. It was certainly a pleasure. A sincere thank you to Erin Kruger for being our featured guest on our eighth episode of Luxury on Location. That was an incredible conversation, which we sincerely hope our listeners enjoyed. And thanks to our listeners for joining us today. We understand there are many podcasts out there, so we appreciate that you chose Luxury on Location for your listening pleasure. We hope to see you back for Episode 9, when Kevin will be speaking with another one of our private client network partners and discussing their dynamic luxury real estate market. In the meantime, please check out the Private Client Network at Compass, your nationwide resource for luxury real estate. We operate in virtually every luxury real estate market in the country. You can find us at theprivateclientnetwork.com or on Instagram at Private Client Network. Until next time. We'd like to thank the sponsors of this episode of Luxury on Location. Experience luxury vehicles like never before. Are you tired of being locked into leases? Join Motor Envy. No commitment, no maintenance, no headaches. All drive. Visit motorenvy.com forward slash LOL to receive your exclusive access, courtesy of Luxury on Location. Greenwich International Film Festival is an all-female-founded nonprofit organization that harnesses the power of film to serve the greater good by bringing to attention important issues related to basic human rights, education, the environment, and healthcare. GIF offers films, panels, and special events throughout the year, including the prestigious Changemaker Gala, which will take place May 25, 2022, and will honor Lin-Manuel Miranda for his work with the Miranda Family Fund. To learn more about GIF, our events, and membership opportunities, please visit GreenwichFilm.org.